Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we review a dark romance book, drink some high noons, laugh our asses off, and rant about all of the hot smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come back later. We also want to duly note this is an explicit podcast where we will be talking about all the taboo topics we read, including explicit sex of all varieties, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. We are your hosts, Jillian and Morgan. Are you ready? Yes. Hello. Welcome back to the Smut Hive. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, Morgan. Hi. How are you? I'm good. You? I'm good, too. Good. I'm excited about today. I know. Really excited about yeah. today. Because we read some more of the Crossfire series. Yes. Lots. Yes. Uh, book two and three, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Reflected in You is book two, and then Entwined with You is book three. By Sylvia Day, of course. Yes. So here's the thing, guys. Um, <laughs> we have a lot to say. Uh, if you listened to last week's episode, book one, Bear to You, we ran out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think we're going to run out of time for doing two and three, so we're just going to throw this out here. Four and five are going to be an extra episode that we weren't planning on, which will be released next week. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's just too much. It's yeah. too much to try to cram together the four books. And holy fuck, shit just keeps happening. And bunky wrenches are everywhere. I know. But you can depend on the sex, though, yeah. because we're going to have opinions about yes. that, too. But I say we just kind of jump right into book two and start talking about where we left off for book one. So, I mean, again, they broke up for the 15th millionth right. time and decided to get back together. But this time, her relationship with Carrie is still strained because of that crazy orgy he had at the right. end of book one. So, you know, the relationship between Gideon and Ava. Is it Ava? Eva? Eva. Eva. I always I'm always going to say Ava. Say Ava. Yeah. yeah. He does not remind me of Jesse Ward. So no. I'm not talking about the this No, man. and really, he doesn't call her Eva. He calls her Angel, which we've talked about in the last episode. I hate. It's I don't like favorite. it. It's weird. It's not sexy. It's like cute and nice and like holy and innocent and I feel like that's absolutely not what this book is and so it just doesn't match to me yeah angel yeah no it's not my favorite no no um so they're still working their shit out he hasn't talked about his past to her at all but we know that he has one right from the crazy raging nightmares that he has when little bits of pieces come out but he won't talk about it and he's not going to talk about it to her um, and she needs to try to heal her relationship with Carrie because yep. it's just non-negotiable. Like it's not going anywhere. So he's fucked up and she's going to confront him about it and they're going to get back to their mm-hmm. normal whatever. But Gideon is not really a threat to Carrie, but Gideon is kind of in Carrie's way sometimes. And right. Gideon says Carrie is in his way sometimes. I do appreciate the fact that Eva was very much like, my relationship with Carrie is non-negotiable. He will not be going anywhere. He is a part of me. So get on board mm-hmm. or get the fuck out. Right. And I, everyone wants a friend, right? Mm-hmm. A, your ride or die that no matter what does not waver from that. And while they do have their differences in this series, Carrie and Eva, um, at the end of the day, they are each other's ride or die. And she makes that very clear to Gideon that like, that's not going to change. Right. And I do appreciate that. Yeah. 
I think something that we didn't really touch base on in the first book, but we did allude to it is the issue that they both were like sexual assault victims. Mm -hmm. They both were molested. They both were taken advantage of, and they both had horrific experiences when it comes to sex. So for um, Eva, (laughs) Ava, Eva, 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 I need to write this down because it's just too much. We're going to call her E from here on out. Maybe I'll get that right. Right. Um, For her, just kind of trigger warning there. She was raped by her stepbrother when she was very young and like became pregnant and had like a miscarriage. And it was like a whole thing with her family. And instead of it being like uh, it was obviously her mom was married to the stepdad. He paid her off, like paid her Mm -hmm. to keep her mouth shut. But homeboy Nathan did pay and went to like a hospital and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's her deal. I think it's interesting to uh how it affected both of them differently mm-hmm. so for eva uh she needs sex to feel like she uses it as a way to feel emotion because she has control right over it because That's it's correct. something she's pursuing right. something she's allowing yeah. to happen she has to have that control right. and for gideon it's just empty right there are no feelings he does have control yep but he likes that he has control, so there are no feelings. It's just like a transaction, a release for him. And so for me, it was very different to have these two people who have had traumatic experiences similar, mm-hmm. uh, but how it affected them was completely different. Yes. And you do see that in their relationship, uh, which we'll get into a little bit later. Right. And what we're experiencing now is we're not, we don't know everything that has to do with what happened to him, but you know, something did. Right. And you know that he was put into a vulnerable situation and possibly raped. Like that's what you're getting from his nightmares at this point. Right. So why we're bringing it up is because it plays so much of a part in their relationship and how it builds, but it's also affecting how they sleep because in his nightmares, he has control over his situation and he then becomes the attacker. She being a rape survivor can't have somebody attack her in her middle of her fucking sleeping cycle. Like it just doesn't work. So another reason for therapy, which this one I can get behind the couples therapy in like chapter four in book one, I was like, are you kidding? Like two weeks at this point. Yeah. It's almost for me, not believable that a couple this new, would need to have extensive therapy. And I understand they need therapy on their own. And and Eva has done the work and she has been doing it. Gideon has, but it's never worked. Mm -hmm. And Eva kind of said, we both obviously have issues. Like we need to do this together, which I appreciate. But two weeks into a relationship, that's just so intense for me. I feel like at this point, if you already need therapy two weeks in, yikes mm-hmm. you know yeah but and then they have the individual therapy on their own right why are, where they're dealing with their own right you know trauma and experience so here we're here's where you are uh she's healing in her therapy he's kind of resisting it and only really doing it to pacify her because that's right. what she wants him to do um and she has serious questions about their relationship because of all the sex And the couples therapy guy brought it up before and he's like, you guys are just having too much sex. Like that's it. And she's not really believing that. But what she's seeing is every time that she has an opinion or 
an objective that's different from his, he uses sex to kind of control her and she's not doing it. Like she's just not, right. not going to be controlled in that way. So that's a constant push and pull. But yet at the same time, she hands him her panties right. on multiple fucking occasions because she can't keep her hands off right. of him. I do want to, um, this kind of, <clears throat> I don't know, encompassed everything that's wrong with their relationship to me in this one uh, therapy session at the very beginning of book two. So I'm going to kind of read it because I thought it was very interesting. Okay. Um, so essentially Dr. Peterson, who is the therapist, uh, he asks how often they have sex. And just as a reader, it's extensive. extensive. <laughs> I don't know how they get anything done. I know. Honestly. Um, so they pretty much are like, we have sex all the time. And he says, okay, well, most interactions between us lead to sex, including fights. And that is what their relationship is. They fight, they fuck. And then it's like, their fight has now gone away, but really it hasn't. It's just like on the back burner to be brought up for another time. Right. So, uh, the therapist asks, okay, well, is the conflict ever considered resolved by both of you? And they say no. So then he says, your relationship has been highly sexualized from the beginning. Gideon says, we're very attracted to each other. And the therapist says, obviously, however, I'd like to discuss the possibility of abstinence while we, and Gideon immediately is like, there's no possibility. That's a non-starter. I suggest we focus on what is not working without eliminating one of the few things that is. And the therapist says, I'm not sure it is working, Gideon, not the way it should be. Gideon says, doctor, the only way I'm keeping my hands off her is if I'm dead, find another way to fix us. So for me, when I read this, I felt like Gideon literally cannot live a day without fucking Eva. And yeah. I think to me that's wild because you've only been together for two weeks, yeah. right? At this point, they've probably had sex at least a hundred times in yeah. two weeks. If we can all just mentally prepare ourselves for that. This is what I'm saying. Uh, but the doctor essentially is like, that's not working. You guys are using sex to fix everything and it's not working. And Gideon's like, well, too fucking goddamn bad. I'm still <laughs> fucking her. We need to figure out something else. And I find it interesting because Eva not once in that entire discussion said a word. No. Not a word. But the thing is, is she is just like Gideon. Yes. She uses it just as much as Gideon does. Mm -hmm. So their relationship is very highly sexualized, almost to the point where, and I know you said this too, I was like somewhat sort of skipping the sex scenes. There were so many. Mm -hmm. They weren't the same. They no. were different. Yeah. The dirty talk is on point. It Gideon really is, is on point. But it really is. At some point there's got to be more to a relationship than sex. Right. It is not a sustainable relationship if you cannot communicate, trust, or anything without sex. Yeah. It's literally making them fucking crazy. Right. And going to work in their banter. And of course, they're going to go back and forth. He says yeah. one thing and she flips out. Yeah. She says something and he goes quiet. Yeah. It's just back and forth. And the only time that they're coming together is either therapy right. or, or sex. sex. And that's it. So I guess let's um, kind of go back to, okay, Eva's trying to fix her relationship with Carrie. So she decides that she's going to take him to Vegas mm -hmm. for the weekend. Mm -hmm. 
And so she tells Gideon this and he's like, nope, I can't spend two days away from you. Absolutely not. Not happening. Right. <laughs> and Sir. she said the same thing because she didn't yeah. realize how long he was going to be on a business right. trip in Arizona. You can't spend two days away from each other. Mm-mm. Calm the fuck down. Calm the fuck down. I'm sorry. Even right off the bat in a relationship with my husband when we were first started to date, if he would have told me, oh, no, you can't do that. I'd be like, and you can fuck off. <laughs> I will absolutely do that. Like, it's just wild to me that he's just like, no, you're not going. And she's like, yes, the fuck I am. And he's like, okay, well, then I'm going. And she's like, wait, no, that's two days without you. How are we ever going to survive without two days of fucking? Mm-hmm. So anyway, he's like, okay, you can go, but you have to use my jet, my hotel, my everything, because I own everything in the world. My security. Right. So she's like, fine. So whatever. They fly to Vegas. They go their separate ways. Yeah. While they're in Vegas, they're at a pool. Someone hits on her, and she realizes... That Gideon has put bodyguards on her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, the fuck you didn't. This is when she starts to get mad about and actually yeah. stand up. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, okay, you want to play that game? Cool. So she calls Clancy, who is the head of security bodyguard for her mother mm-hmm. and her mother's rich ass husband, Stanton. And she's like, Clancy, do this. <laughs> so she puts a fucking bodyguard on Gideon and doesn't let anyone come in to like two feet of him and he's like trying to do a business meeting and here's the thing he doesn't even get mad no he's like it turned me on yes okay here we go back into the sexual nature of the really now she was pissed she was not turned on but he was turned on yes and i'm so sorry i fucking loved it i thought i I laughed out loud out loud i thought it was hilarious and then when he didn't get mad and he got hot about it it just made me i thought it was hilarious so hot that he flies to vegas yes just to fuck her but they don't fuck because she's on her period but he's essentially walks in the room and he's like, she's like, I can't, we can't have sex. And he's like, Oh, I'm here for you to suck my dick. Yep. Like get down girl. <laughs> I was like, Holy shit. Okay. Here we are. Again. Gideon yep. cross. Yeah. Naughty talk is everything yes. when it comes to this book. And, and it will continue. Yeah. Throughout the entire series. I do have a little bit of issues with him. Like as we go further on into the book where it gets so sappy, the love talk. Yeah. That I just like, it's just over. It's too much, too much too soon. And I'm like, go back to just straight naughty talk all the time. Well, because he's no longer that like aggressive domineering, like asshole. He's like a lovesick puppy who just knows how to fuck. Yeah. And follows her around. Right. It's just. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you can't have all of this kind of funny and back and forth and crazy, crazy sex if you don't throw in a couple meddlers. I mean, there's so many. I. It's almost out of control. I think just to focus on two of the meddlers that <clears throat> okay. are in book two yep. is uh, Rock Concert Brett. Annoying. And then we've got the ex-fiance, Corinne, yeah. who's still around. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Okay, like, here's here's the deal with Brett. I don't like the storyline. The storyline continues out way longer than it needs right. to, and I didn't like it for either of the characters. But essentially what happens is Gideon takes Eva to a rock concert. She recognizes the band and the lead singer as a guy that she used to fuck. And he she separates from Gideon after the concert, 
he, this Brett guy, singer guy finds her and was like, I thought it was you, blah, blah, blah. They made a song about her. It's a famous song. It's a really annoying. And he kisses her and she kisses him back. And of course, Gideon storms up and they get into this big fucking fight and she gets swept away in a limo by his friend who doesn't like her now. And they're all fighting and it's a thing. But it wasn't my favorite thing. Here's the thing for me. Okay. They're at this concert. She recognizes the lead singer. She doesn't tell Gideon. She doesn't tell Gideon, even though he's finger banging her while the guy is singing the song about her. Yep. Her name is in the song. Yep. So she's like turned on and she fucking orgasms in like the middle of this fucking concert. So now Gideon, A, is fucking pissed that he just found her kissing this guy. Mm-hmm. B, he thinks that she came because this song was playing and it was being sung by her ex. So he's like, she didn't even come for me, finging banger. He, she came because she was turned on about the song. Right there. Yep. First of all, Ava, the fuck is wrong with you? Horrible, horrible move. It stems from, she's pissed about Corrine. Yeah. Right. She's mad that he still talks to her. She was told by his family friend that she's not his type and she's blonde and not whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. So this is like her way of like getting back at him. Mm -hmm. That's a constant thing with them. He does something. She does something to get back at him. She does something. He goes off the fucking rails. It's fucking exhausting. It is because it's constant. It is constant it's like they go five steps forward something happens monkey wrench miscommunication dream whatever the fuck it is Mm -hmm. we're going back 20 steps it's like they can never move forward yeah i'm exhausted about this i don't even really want to talk about this storyline too much because i don't love it uh it turned me off on the book I will say, yeah, especially with Brett. Yeah. When getting into Corrine, like her or Corinne, however the fuck you say her name, I just say like cunt. Like she's just a straight fucking cunt and yeah. I hate her. Yeah. But she pulled this move where Eva was coming back to the building, the Crossfire building, like on a lunch break or whatever. And she sees cunt bag walk out and like makes eye contact with her. So then she like fluffs her hair and like touches her lip to like mm-hmm. pretend she's like, you know, putting... So, yeah. smoothing out her lipstick or whatever just a bitch fucking move yeah. and then gets into the limo so of course e has to go all the way up in the elevator and bust in on gideon yep. who she finds though freshly showered yeah a shirt like on the bar that has like a red spot on it that she thinks is lipstick mm-hmm. apparently the couch is moved and like pillows are on the floor and she loses her shit because she asks him and he's just like you just have to trust me nothing happened she wasn't even up here and she was like, well, fucking explain it to me how she's walking right. out of your building, getting into your car. Yeah. Her clothes are all fucked up and her hair's all fucked up and her lipstick mm-hmm. and her lipstick's on that shirt. And you took another right. shower, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. He handled this wrong, he did. wrong. And she had every right what to be What was the pissed. lipstick from? I can't even remember. Ended up being blood. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like if you... I understand she has trust issues and mm-hmm. jealousy issues. And she has previously already told him that Kareen was going to be an issue for her. Yeah. So when she comes in and she's frantically like freaking out and thinking that you cheated on her, like, can't you just throw her a bone and be like, no, this explain it away. Instead he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like there was a dick move. Yeah. And he kind of turned a little cold. Yeah. Yeah. 
we find out later what it was is Nathan has now been released from the hospital and he doesn't know. Yeah. And um, he's looking for like blackmail and money and shit like that. And yeah. so he comes to see Gideon because they're in the newspaper all the time. Yeah. So he's like, fuck that. I want some more money or I'm going to release these yeah. like photos of me doing shit to you yeah. when you were little and yeah. you know, whatever. So he gets into a fight. <laughs> And of course, cunt bag, all she was doing was leaving the building. Right. And when she saw Eva, she had to yes. do the little bitch fucking shit moves. So that's one of the things that he's trying to get Gideon back for with the whole Brett situation right. at the music club. So anyway, after this fight that he, that Gideon gets into, he like takes her to like the middle of nowhere and on the beach in North Carolina mm-hmm. to like this new house and they have to lock themselves in for like two days and work their shit out. Like yeah. he, there was no phones. Like the phones were literally in the limo. He took her, took her phone, her cell phone. Yeah, and his. Yep, and just didn't tell anybody and went away. Although, is this the time in which he said that he bought this house and put her name on it? Yeah. Two weeks, guys. They've been in a relationship for two weeks. I'm sorry. What now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that you're rich, but like, hold up. Can we just take a breath? But no, he didn't even ask her. He just put her on this house, which, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, she enjoys her right. time in the house. Yeah. And they fuck all, The whole time. The whole time. Yeah. So all they're really settling for... Well, here, here's something that I will say about the Brett storyline that I did like. Yeah. He, he went cold. Yeah. He went cold. Yep. And she wanted to fuck. Mm-hmm. In the limo, they got all these hours of driving mm-hmm. and whatever. And he's mad from being in this fight. She just wants to fuck and she's just like, take his taste away. And I'm like, you're a horrible bitch right now. Like, so gross. It was so disgusting. But of course, he's not going to turn her down, but he's real cruel and cold about it. And he's just like, then suck this dick. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, but then she wants to get off and he's like, this isn't about you. Yeah. This is, he wouldn't let her come. No. Nope. Which I appreciated. I did too. She deserved it. Point one. Yeah. One point for sure for getting in there. Yeah. He gets a point. I mean, all the other bullshit he does, but we like that one. Anyway, so they're on this North Carolina getaway, and of course, they're not going to really address their problems, but they are going to fuck like crazy. Right, because that's the norm. And then they have to head back because they do have jobs, so. Well, they, Gideon gets a call that Carrie's been attacked. Yeah. And so, Ava's frantically freaking out. Yeah. So she goes back, and Carrie's in the hospital, like he got beat to shit by a bat coming out of a nightclub. Yeah, so they're thinking like hate crime or something like that at this point, because Carrie's like been messing around yeah. with the girls and the boys and yeah. you piss somebody off. Um, or that's what they're thinking anyway. Um, so when they come back, she immediately like takes care of Carrie, like stays in the mm-hmm. hospital with him and all that kind of stuff. And Gideon is like supporting her, but at the same time, he's pulling away. A lot away. Yeah. Yeah. Like he'll literally send her like one text or she'll call and he'll just be like, I don't have time to talk and yeah. like hang up. And she hasn't really seen him, but yet he'll make sure that she has like a cop that was yeah. brought into her to sleep. And that's like she, a car security. He called her boss, yeah. like did all the things that she needed done. But yeah. yet he is just far away from her. Yeah. He also arranges for Carrie to come home and with like nurse care mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But yet he doesn't see no. her, but she's seeing him. Yeah. So Google alerts was something that she set up on him in book one. It's still going off. Right. So the Google alerts are going off by saying, I called him last night. He said he he was in a business meeting and he couldn't talk to me. But yet page six of whatever paper is showing me that he was out to dinner with Corinne. And he won't explain it to her. Right. 
Yeah. So she pretty much is like, writes him this email mm-hmm. and is like, I hate that I love you. I hate that I miss you. Like, bye. Yeah. Pretty much. We just can't do this anymore. Yeah. And you're not going to be honest with me. I'm not going to stick around yeah. for this kind of shit. So we'll pause there. Yeah. And we'll be right back. We're back. Okay. Here we go. Creepy letter. She writes him a letter. His response is to show up in the middle of the night. He gets into her apartment in her room and she wakes up with him eating her out. Yeah. Here we go with the sex again. Mm -hmm. And they, I guess, make love. They don't really fuck, but they make love. He's like, I miss you. Like, whatever. They fall asleep. Well, she falls asleep. She wakes up and he's gone. Mm-hmm. And it's as if nothing happened. Yeah. He's still back to ignore yeah. her. So that's fucking awkward and confusing. Yeah. I thought. Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> essentially her dad's coming for a visit. Oh, yeah. Carrie comes yeah. home. Carrie comes home. Her dad's coming to visit. He gets there and Gideon had previously made plans to be there. So he shows excuse me, he shows up with his sister, Ireland, mm-hmm. and it's awkward. And he, like, tries to come up and, like, hug her, touch her, or something, and she's like, let's just not pretend yeah. that this is something it isn't. And he's, like, shocked that she said it. Why are you shocked? I was really confused about why he took the stance that he did, because she's like, we're done. Like, there's right. nothing that's happening right. here, and just because you, like, creeped into my right. room like a weirdo doesn't mean that we're all of our problems are solved. Right. So, no. I'm not going to pretend to be your girlfriend, because I'm not. That was awkward, I thought. Yeah. So, anyway, they're having dinner, and there's, like, a knock at the door, and it's two police detectives, and they're essentially, like, Nathan is dead. Now, her dad doesn't know no, he knows about nothing. the abuse that she had from Nathan. But yeah. everybody else, Carrie and Gideon, yeah. know. No. Yep. So that's a whole situation. I'm not really going to get too mm-hmm. much into it, but <clears throat> he's dead. Yeah. So her she gets a call from her mom, obviously, because her mom knows and has found out. And is this when she tells her about the pictures? Yeah. So yeah. mom admits that Nathan says that he had pictures and videos of doing horrible right. things to her and he was going to make them public. Right. So he wanted money. Yes. So he approached Stanton, the mm-hmm. rich stepdaddy, and then he also approached Gideon. Right. So Eva at this point is to her breaking point. Mm-hmm. So she calls Gideon. And at this point in time, I'm just going to say this because I feel like we might forget. But at this point in time, when she's calling him, he's at a police station being questioned. Mm -hmm. So she calls and is essentially like, did, did, he's like, I don't have time. And she's Mm -hmm. like, you will have, I will take one minute of your time and you will listen to me. And she's like, did Nathan come to you with pictures of me? Um, And he like. Wasn't going to answer. And she's like, did he answer me? And he said, yes. And I'm going to just read from the book what Ava says, because in the entire five book series, this was, I don't get super emotional when I read books. I don't, you don't either. No. But this particular scene, 
I kind of felt a little emotional about it because I felt like really kind of brokenhearted for Eva Mm -hmm. and pissed off that Gideon was acting this way with no like explanation. Right. So she says, okay, I think you're a total asshole for letting me go to Dr. Peterson's office when you knew you weren't coming because you were going out with another woman instead because he missed his therapy session. Mm Mm-hmm. That's just serious douchebag territory, Gideon. And worse, it was a Kingsman event, too, which should have had some sentimental value to you, considering that's how... And then, like, you can hear him saying stand-up, like, scraping of a chair. Mm -hmm. She said, I think you're a coward for not coming right out and saying we're over, especially before you start fucking around with someone else. And he says, Eva, goddammit. She said, but I want you to know that even though the way you've handled this is fucking wrong and you've broken my heart into a million, millions of tiny pieces and I've lost all respect for you, I don't blame you for how you feel after seeing those pictures of me. I get it. And he says, stop. So I don't want you to blame yourself. Okay, after what you and I have been through, not that I know what you've been through because you've never told me. But anyway, don't blame yourself. I don't. I just want you to know that. And he says, Christ, please stop. She said, I'm done. I hope you find... And then never mind, goodbye. She hangs up on him, essentially gets in the shower, cries, mm-hmm. and it ends with I she has nothing left. Yeah. So she ends it like, okay, I'm done with this shit. Like, we're done. Like, yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Although I do feel while it's emotional, like I had nothing left. I felt like at this point, okay, they've been together for three weeks. Like you still have a life. Yeah. Like I get that you lost the love of your life that you've been with for three fucking weeks, but calm down. Yeah. And she doesn't like calm down at this point. No. Although that she stopped seeing him and taking his calls Mm -hmm. or answering his texts or anything to do with him. She is now on this rampage of all the people in his life. She is telling the fuck off. Right. She told off his mother. She told off one of his doctors from when he was a kid. <laughs> yep. She has told off just about everybody. And he's finally catching up to her because she keeps wrecking things. And yeah. he was like, you need to fucking stop. Yeah. And she was like, no, because you won't be straight with me and you won't tell me yeah. what happened to you and you won't, you know, do all these things. And he finally tells her yeah. that he was abused as a little kid and it was his therapist yeah. that abused him. So that's another one of his issues about yeah. trusting, you know, the therapy process and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And that his mother didn't believe him and, you know, all this bullshit. So all this happens, but they're still not together and it's still not solving their problems no. and she's still done. Yeah. So she goes to like her Krav Maga class or whatever gym or whatever the fuck it is she's doing. And she runs into the detective mm-hmm. that questioned her and Gideon and everybody else. And the detective basically says to her like, Hey, we're, I'm outside of the police station. I'm not wearing a wire. Like we're out here and we're chill, but I'm just going to let you know. I know he did it. I know he did it, but I can't prove it. So yeah. he's close. Yep. Go on with your life. Yeah. That man killed for you. <clears throat> and she does go through every detail. Like, this is what he did. And I think this is why. And this gave him an alibi. And he knew you were at your therapy session. So it gave you an alibi. And she really does lay out, like, the entire night's events. And Eva is almost like, holy shit, I can't believe this. I never, like, this never crossed my mind. Um, and the detective essentially says like, 
I'm not pursuing this because it may not have been right now. It may have been tomorrow or a week from now or maybe a year from now, but Nathan would have killed you. Yeah. So essentially he saved you. uh, And that's so Eva runs to Gideon's apartment. She no longer has a key, but she runs there and sits there and waits for him to show up. Yeah. Yeah, and they have this big conversation because she knows at this point he that Gideon killed Nathan for her. Yeah. Um, but she's not sure that she can really believe the detective that the police aren't going to, you know, pursue him. Right. Um, so she does go home after they talk a little bit or whatever, but he's already there waiting on her, you know, because he's like, I don't want you to be afraid of me. Yeah. So he thinks I'm a murderer now and she's going to pull away and be afraid of me. And she is just unbothered. Right. By that unbothered. Fact. Like, does which not... honestly I would be too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. She's not, she's very grateful. She's thankful because Nathan is now gone and not in her life. Right. And essentially they can both live with it. Right. Done. And that's kind of that the, part of the storyline. Yeah. Is that the end of book two? I feel like that's... No, this is in three now. Oh yeah. We've moved oh, yeah. on to We've three. We've moved on yep. to three. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, they still have problems. They're still going to go back and forth and not agree. And the sex all the time is mm-hmm. something that's both or that she talks about and he denies. Um, and then they're not in public because the world thinks they broke up and that's yep. his alibi essentially yeah. is that they broke up so they kind of have to keep it and by that i mean no one knows yeah that they're fucking right carrie together. doesn't know her mom no one knows i mean he is in an apartment next to her so yeah. like he buys the apartment right next door to so her. like carrie hears like them fucking but he like doesn't know it's them right so she has to like lie to yeah. all those people yeah um, we do learn about Deanna Johnson in book three. She is a reporter. Uh, she has had sexual relations relations with Gideon in the past. Yep. She does not like him. She has an axe to grind. Yeah. So that's another monkey wrench. Yeah. Um, yeah. Meddlers are still around. They continue. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Harry has some yeah. meddlers too. Yeah. Like all up in his business. Yep. And, but he's not doing all the great stuff right. either. Um, back and forth, push and pull, stupid little arguments right. about crap that blow up to whatever. I think they're at this point slowly trying to go back into the public eye, like being seen in yeah. the same event or something like yeah. that, so that they can get over this yeah. and miraculously be back together in the public. Um, but then I think when they even have like a calm moment where things are starting to settle in, that's when Eva's dad finds out that everyone lied to him about what Nathan did to her. And so he like comes out and like brings piss. He brings with him like all his meanness, you know, for a minute. So this is where him and Gideon kind of don't really mesh very well. So she's got to go through that kind of emotional stuff, but you know, it's not going to stop the sex. Right. Um, as much as to where they decide to run off and get married in secret. <sighs> this annoys me. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. I, so he essentially Gideon is like, marry me. Yeah. Like, and she's like, yes. And then he's like, marry me now. Like, let's go away and let's get married like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So for me, <clears throat> I'm not saying the eloping isn't like spontaneous and romantic and whatever, but he doesn't really have anybody. He doesn't have a, he has a terrible relationship with his brother and his mom. Mm -hmm. He's trying to, you know, have a relationship with his sister and his stepdad. 
And so he doesn't really have anybody close. So he's like, let's elope, let's get married. But I think he forgets that she does have people. Right. And I think she is so wrapped up in the moment. She's like, yes, let's do this. You know, let's get married. But he kind of pushes it on her. Like she doesn't even know a ceremony is happening. He buys her a dress. She puts it on. She walks out of their fucking cabana and into a wedding ceremony. Mm. Carrie's not there. Her mom's, no one's there. I think a bodyguard is there. Yeah. Angus. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, yes, it was like romantic and cute, but also like, did you forget that she actually has people that maybe she'd want to have at her wedding to somebody that she's been with for a month? Yeah. If that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think I wasn't really annoyed with the secret wedding and that they needed to have something all to themselves because I think if she would have tried to tell Carrie she was going to marry him, her and Carrie would be fighting right yeah, now. Yeah, that's fair. But because nobody can understand them because yeah. they're not in a healthy place. But so let's get married. That's going to make it better. Right. Like, I they, don't understand where they where right. she was thinking. They can barely sleep in the same bed mm-hmm. because he's like attacks her. Yeah. And he's on medication. Yeah. Now. And it's just like, I think maybe you have a lot of things to talk about before you just get married. Right. These meddlers are still around. You haven't fixed. Nothing's been fixed. They still have. A lot of work to do in their relationship. They're still using sex as a means to communicate. I just feel like it's just not maybe the best time to run off and get married. Right. But granted, it probably would have to be a low because no one would be like, okay, let's go to this wedding and like celebrate because no one understands them as a couple. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I think too that you know, when they get back or whatever, and they're trying to like be more in the public so that everybody thinks they're reconciling Mm -hmm. and that, you know, they're just, just getting back into the relationship and they're already married, but they're still having all of those same problems. So he's referring to like, yep, my wife doesn't like when I do this. Well, no shit. When she was your girlfriend five minutes ago, she didn't like it either. So why are you doing it still? Right. It's just very, I, again, shock factor. You didn't see it coming. You didn't see her actually accepting. Yeah. But she's crazy. They're crazy in love. And that does show in the writing and in all of these books. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think that where we've got some more bullshit with reporter bitch, Julia, what is her deal? So her deal was, is is it Deanna Deanna. or is it Julia? Deanna. Deanna. Johnson. Ugh. I mean, there's probably a Julia somewhere in this book. I yeah, don't know. I don't know why I wrote that. Yeah. I don't know. She must have reminded me of somebody, I guess. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. No, her deal was that she thought Eva would help her with like a tell-all of all the scorned women of Gideon Cross, but she's not a scorned woman. No. It's already back out public view that they're back together kind of thing. So I think that the reporter got kind of mad at her. Yeah. And was trying to like threaten, like, I'll take you down too. And they're just not bothered Mm-mm. by this chick anymore whatsoever. Um, Brett isn't really around no. anymore. He, I mean, he is, he keeps contacting her and she keeps talking to him, Yeah. but, and she has said, I'm with Gideon. Like, I'm not going to be with yeah. you. You and I are never going to have that, but yet she still takes his call. So for me, it's like Weird. still leading him on. Yeah. Um, Corrine does find out that they're engaged. Oh yeah. And she decides to swallow a bottle of pills. Now here's the thing about this situation. Um, his mother, Gideon's mother calls him to tell him about this mm-hmm. and he immediately like wakes up, 
grabs Eva. They go to the hospital. Like he's wasting no time and he gets there and he goes like straight in. And the husband of Corrine is just there. Yeah. Like no one cares. And he essentially tells Eva, like one would think that Gideon is her husband Mm -hmm. and it kind of rubs Eva the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, and then the bodyguard is like, okay, let's like, we need to go home. And this is after there's a, a fight breaks out between Gideon and what's his name? Jean. Jean Luke. Yeah. Jean's, I don't know. Something French. Yeah. Um, because they find out that Corrine was pregnant. Yeah. And so Jean Luke, we'll call him. Yeah. Blames Gideon for her taking the pills. They get into a fight. Eva's just kind of standing there watching and gets whisked away and she's like i need to stay here for gideon and the bodyguard is like no he we need to go home and she's like he doesn't want me here so she's a little peeved yeah because he you know all his time and attention is now towards kareen and she's fucking sick of it which i would be too i would would be pissed as well like why don't we just leave the hospital her husband is here this is their business i don't know why you need to stay here I don't know why he even needed to go. I know. I was irritated with that whole thing. Like mm-hmm. you, you talk about how she's not important to you, but you drop everything and go mm-hmm. weird. It was weird. And she was peeved. And then he like explained it away or whatever. And it was fine. Of course it was, you know? Yeah. As it always is. Yeah. Nope. I would have held on to that fucking resentment for a minute. Yeah. And but she doesn't. She doesn't because you know all is solved. Yeah. with the mighty penis. Right. Um, what else do we got? Oh, we've got the little side storyline of how Nathan's bracelet ended up on like a dead Russian mafia guy, yeah. and they so now the cops believe that Nathan had something to do that he crossed the Russian mafia, and they had him killed and stole his bracelet, and then somebody killed the mafia guy. Right. That's what you do. You kill mafia guys. Right. So that even more puts Gideon in the clear. Yeah. Um, and so that's when they like really go public with like their full engagement Correct. and that type of bullshit. Um, there's also a situation where Eva and Carrie want to go back to San Diego to visit her dad because he's not okay. Right. After finding out what everyone lied yeah. to him. Um, and Carrie also needs to see their like lifetime therapist yeah. who's out in San Diego because of all the shit he's got going on. He's mm-hmm. got a whole side story yeah. all on his own. Um, but also Brett and whatever music band he's in yeah. is going to be there. And Gideon knows it. And Gideon is like, are you going to see him? And she's like, probably. I can't. Bitch. No. No, you're not going to see him. Yeah. She, granted, she doesn't end up doing it. But like, she has to like think on it like it's a big situation like she wants to be honest i can't and she wants him to know that she bleh. i can't does gideon not give you enough fucking attention you married him i can't what the fuck i was annoyed i'm annoyed yep yeah and that I mean that's pretty much how you leave book three entwined with you is that they're still together yep. they're married now yeah no one knows that they're married. Right. Now everyone thinks that they're engaged. Yep. Everyone thinks they're crazy for being engaged. Yes. Except for her mother, you know, the gold digger. Yeah. I call her a gold digger, but that's not right. She's like just a perfect trophy wife. She is. She yeah. she does believe money makes the world go around. Yes. But she is a good mom. Yes. Yeah. She's a good mom and she makes sure that her daughter is well taken yeah. care of. Yep. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's where we kind of are. The draining, <laughs> the draining ups and downs yeah. and roller coaster events and the meddlers and the monkey wrenches and all of the absolute amazing fucking sex yeah. but that you start to actually start skipping right. that shit. Because there's so much. There's a lot of it. I just don't know how they find time to do anything else. I, I mean, you again, they both have money. Yeah. So they're not cleaning nothing. Yeah. They're not true. cooking anything. They're not doing their own shopping. That's true. These fuckers barely show up to work. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, the life. The life. Hey, so that's all the time that we have right now. So we're going to go ahead and do book four and book five next week. So that's going to be captivated by you and one with you. Mm -hmm. So if you want to finish up the series with us, come back next week. See you then. So before you get on with your day, be sure to check us out on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as The Smut Hive, done by yours truly, our IT expert. <laughs> Follow, like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at smuthive at We would love to hear from you. We better hear from you.